All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, April 7th of 2023 here, wrapping up our shows for this week. We will be back on Monday, but Fridays are always a good day to get your questions in for over-the-weekend sports, whether that be MMA, whether that be NASCAR, whether that be Formula One, whatever we got going on this weekend. Get those questions in now. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You can post questions live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. But uh, looking ahead today, going to pull up the app. We got a big 11-game NBA slate today. Uh, MLB is is kind of interesting. They're running like a split slate. So there's like a early slash afternoon uh, coming up here, you know, within the hour here. So uh, if you have questions about MLB prior to this slate locking, looks like all the lineups are in. Uh, Get those in now and uh, happy happy to give you guys any insight. We got a five-game main slate uh, later today as well. So a lot of DFS action going on golf is in full swing uh we got the cut sweat today cut sweat is projected for about plus two so if you guys are keeping up with your golf lineups good luck i know i surely am and then it looks like we have an 11 game hockey slate as well so a lot couple large slates a couple ongoing slates got some split slates no better time to check out sabersim if you are not joined up with us and just stumble upon the show we have a seven day no strings attached Free trial information about that in the description below. But um, I, have, I have like quite a few questions uh, in that came in via support. So we'll get to those. But I did want to hit Neil's question here first. Um, really quickly here, this question from the Edge DFS said, Hello, when do you guys usually start Sims for XFL games starting tomorrow at 1? So I would expect the XFL Sims to be up. I would say... Um, give us to like 5 p.m. Eastern today and and they should be up. So keep your eye out for those. I was talking to the team about those a little bit earlier and um, you should expect to see XFL Sims within the next, XFL projections within the next couple of hours here. All right, I'm going to hit this first question from Neil and then we'll get over to all the questions that came in via support today. But Neil said, for MLB, if a user were to run lineups using default sliders, not make any projection adjustments and just play the top Sabre score lineups. I'm curious if you think that player could reasonably expect a positive ROI over the long run. Running lineups with no rules would be a disaster using a traditional optimizer, but Sabre Sim generally gives you good lineups right out of the gate. And then the edge really quickly said, thank you very much. Yep. Happy to help. Uh, so getting back to this question, Neil. So I think this is an interesting question. Um, you know, I I do believe that SaberSim as an optimizer is very different than a traditional optimizer. The way that we are able to handle correlation and the way that we are able to uh, build you stacks right out the gate. You know, I don't think you could go into a traditional optimizer, run builds with no rules about stacking rules, about anything like that, um, and, and get all of these strong stacks here, right? So if we just... Like I'm, I'm making my two adjustments here in the home screen. Uh, somebody asked about this, you know, how do I, 
make it so I don't have to adjust two players every time I run a build. Just make the adjustments in the home screen, and then those adjustments will be uh, consistent through any other build that you run there. So, um, you know, going to run some lineups just so we have some lineups to, to look at, to work with here. Uh, but but really, you know, what I'm trying to show is that, you know, what, what kind of stacks are we getting out of the gate? Uh, how is correlation working in and of itself? And I think that, you know, just this one aspect shows how Sabersim's optimizer is is different, is stronger. Uh, we go right over to our stack, ta- stack type, seeing a lot of five twos, a lot of five threes, a lot of five stacks, a lot of four threes, you know, and then we come down here and then we're seeing, you know, a few, maybe none of these like two, three stacks here. So that is directly because of the way we handle correlation and the way we understand upside correlations. The, the only pushback I would say to this question in general is that, you know, by by just coming in here and playing the top Sabre score lineups and not doing any type of risk management or diversification in the post build, I realize it's like a theoretical question, uh, but but I would say that, you know, uh, the times that you, like, could could win could be a little more uh, spread out, a little, like, fewer and far in between, as opposed to coming in here, doing risk management, spreading out your exposure, spreading out your allocations for the night. Uh, mm-hmm. Sabersim does not understand in and of itself diversification and risk management or bankroll, uh, bankroll management as well right it is just trying to give you what it believes to be the top plays like hey you know these plays are what i think uh are are the most ev so i'm just going to kind of give those to you a lot uh the way we randomly sampled the sims and the way that we you know uh grab those sims and build your lineups helps because we can grab different groups of sims uh some sims can overlap like i say we had three sims one two three and then we could grab one and three, and then we could grab two and one, and then we could grab uh, two and three, you know, so et cetera, like that. Uh, the way we're able to do that gets you some natural diversification. And obviously that's handled on a much bigger scale. We're talking about thousands and thousands of Sims. Uh, but I think that, you know, across the Sims, you're going to see a lot of the same plays probably pop up. Like just for instance, this San Diego, you know, 65% exposure here. That That's kind of a law, especially for baseball. You know, we're talking about, hitters who have this super wide range of outcomes. Um, I think that, you know, you can come into the builder, log into Sabersim. I think you can trust what you see on the home screen without any additional adjustments. I think that you don't have to set any rules. You do not need to adjust projections. You do not need to adjust ownerships. But I think that you could do yourself a good service by coming in here, looking at some of these exposures and then managing them a little bit here. Uh, You know, if, if you were to just play this, like you have a lot of eggs in the San Diego basket and th- that's going to work out sometimes, but sometimes it's not going to, right? Uh, something that I see here right off the bat is that, you know, we are excluding this like 37% exposure to Washington. And, and that's just a stand that the builders take and say, hey, you know, more often than not, we think Washington is going to bust in Coors, similarly to the way the game played out yesterday with a 1-0 Coors slate game on a short slate. Uh, but if you were to come in here and, and do some diversification, um, you know, adjust adjust some min uniques, we'll see how high we can go. Maybe we get to like six here. San Diego comes down to, to 50. Uh, we're still fading Washington super heavily here. How far in my pool am I? I'm only at, I'm still close to like the top 10% here. So maybe we, maybe we boost this, see how high we can go. I can't believe we can get to seven. 
Uh, just seven's just about like the max here, which which I'm happy with. 182 out of 525. Uh, pretty pretty um, you know, not too far in the pool with really high min uniques here. San Diego drops to 35. Interesting that when you force min unique so high, the builder is saying, okay, you know, well, well, actually, we really like Atlanta at, at that point here, right? So, you know, I, I wouldn't have gotten that impression from leaving my min uniques lower. But I think that, you know, just coming in here, like even even man- manually, right? Aside from min uniques, maybe saying, you know, having no Washington here is, is probably too risky uh, for me. And I'm just going to bump my exposure to that one individual team. But that's kind of the way I like to handle it. You know, start with min uniques and then go in and make any final fine tune adjustments that you need to from there, right? And we're still not super far in the pool. So I'm okay with that. So I, I think that the builder is great. I think that, you know, you should trust a lot of what you see on the home screen, but I do think there's value to be added in this post-build part of the process. And then it looks like Neil is here. Neil said, I agree with the mini uniques or some other tools for risk management. I just wanted to keep the question simple and related to whether having a process that simple could have a positive ROI expectation. So yes, I think that, you know, our projections are really strong. Our correlations are really strong. Uh, SaberSim really shines in like these correlation type of sports like NHL, like MLB uh, sports where simulating the games at bat by a bat or, you know, shot by shot or however, however that works uh, is, is where we really shine. We're able to capture that correlation value and then work it into the lineups at, you know, the right rate with the right values and get all of that uh, kind of cohesive and worked into your lineup. So that, that, that is my spiel on uh, correlation, but good question, Neil. All right. Uh, comment here from Ryan. Ryan said owner's box is only allowing 3% for the NBA contest, much more sustainable contest. Now. I mean, that's great to hear. I've, I've seen that, you know, their main NBA GPP is, uh, still overlaying pretty heavily here. Uh, it's not like the biggest contest. It's like, you know, 500 to first or something along those lines, but it can only feel like feel like 60%. Uh, which, which is great for, for users. So I would take advantage of that while that is there. Uh, the NBA injury report tonight looks absolutely insane. If you are, uh, you know, still playing NBA DFS and, and uh, you know, make sure you're by your computer all night. That's that's really all I can say here. Uh, just an insane amount of questionables on today's, <laughs> on today's slate. I don't think I've ever had to scroll this far on the NBA injury report. This is just absolutely insane. So uh, if, you, if you are not going to be around to late swap on a Friday night, do yourself a favor and do not play NBA DFS tonight. Uh, that's probably the best decision that you can make in on that front there. But uh, but that, that, that was our last question in the Discord. Uh, looks like we are caught up with questions in the YouTube chat. I'm going to hop over to some of these questions that came in via support here. Um, they, they all came in from one user. So I'm just going to hit them all one at a time here. But first question says, if my night consists of 300 FanDuel and 200 DK lineups, does having a pool of 500 for each hurt my chances to win? Um, so I would say that, you know, the only thing that a small lineup to pool ratio is going to do is affect your ability to get diverse. So here specifically, uh, you know, I'm running, I'm showing 20 lineups with a pool of 525, and we got up to seven mini uniques here. I would say that, you know, if I wanted to get to run, let's say this is uh, my my DraftKings, you said 
200 DraftKings lineups here. If I were to do 200 lineups out of 500, you know, that just reduces the amount of mini uniques I can get to here. Would be probably pretty surprised if we can get to four, uh, which we can. So I think four is probably the max. So so we go from four to seven there, or or from seven to four. We're still getting pretty uh pretty high mini uniques here, but um, I would say that's like the biggest thing that it does. I wouldn't be concerned about the quality of the lineups, but I would just take it into account uh, uh, from like a diversification, you know, what do your exposures look like? Um, are you getting super spread out? I think these exposures still look really good here and I wouldn't be too worried about them. But if you're getting like super concentrated pools, uh, maybe then you would want to consider splitting your builds into smaller like groups of lineups and then running multiple lineups or multiple builds uh, before the next before the next question eagle said golf is crazy today golf is crazy today and it is so much fun to keep up with and sweat your teams all right uh next question says how many lineups should my pool be set at with a pro sub- subscription based on these same number of entries is there a formula to use for lineups in a pool versus lineups to be entered. So, so there's really not, I think this is like something that we also touched on uh, yesterday. And if you're on a pro subscription, you get to build 5,000 lineups, you should always build the max uh, just because lineups are not generated uh, from best to worst. They're all generated and then they are all graded by Sabre score afterwards. So your best lineup could essentially be the 5,000th built lineup. So it is always better to set this as high as it can go. I think that, you know, it's probably overkill if you're building like three lineups to build 5,000. I think it's okay to to, to uh, shrink that number down to something like 2,500 or something like that, uh, you know, but but that's just obviously like one example of if you're only building a handful of lineups, you probably do not need a one to 1,000 lineup to pool ratio in, in, that, in that specific instance. All right. Next question here. Uh, question says, my process is currently to send my stack types, build lineups, adjust min uniques, make small adjustments to exposures, then fill lineups based on the default Sabre score metric. Any steps missing or out of order? So so good question here. Um, I think that probably the only thing I would change here is that if you are on a pro subscription, which these are all coming from the same user, uh, I would I wouldn't adjust stack types in the home screen. I would probably leave it alone, and then I would just wait till the post build here. And if there are any specific stack types that you like, um, what well, one what I would do is I would wait to see if the stack types that I am that I do not want are showing up in the post build here. So like when we're doing five hundred lineups, when we're doing two hundred, which is like forty percent. Uh, some of these like smaller stacks are going to sneak in here. But if this was like a pool of 5,000 lineups, you're probably just going to get more of the highest exposed stacks here. So, you know, say you don't want to play any of um, anything less than like a three stack, maybe, um, you know, I would just come in here, see how many you're getting, and then probably just zero them out. But I, I just think that, you know, the less inputs in the home screen or less adjustments that you make, the better. There was also a bug which we are working on, or which I think is fixed or which we are working on fixing, uh, where if you are, it, a user brought this up where if you unselect all these four stacks that the builder has trouble building. So I'm not really sure what was going on there, but we are working on fixing on fixing that. But I think if you have 5,000 lineups to start with, I think you just handle all of those adjustments 
in the post build. All right. Uh, next question here. Question says, in the newest PGA video, I see lineups being further reduced by trimming expected duplicate lineups others may have using a formula. Is this viable for MLB? So, so good question. So, frankly, you probably shouldn't be worrying about duplication in MLB Classic slates. If you are playing MLB Showdown, I think that you can uh, work that into your process. So, duplication in general usually comes in either like showdown contests or showdown format, such as like MMA, such as NASCAR, such as tennis, uh, League of Legends, CSGO. Um, what, are, what are some other ones here? Uh, F1 has a lot of uh, duplication risk, like NBA showdown, NFL showdown, sports like that. So it, uh, if you're playing like a big, large, like classic slate, like this five game MLB slate, I wouldn't be worried about it, you know, I like to say, don't worry about duplication until duplication becomes a problem for you. So if you are just, you know, building your lineups, you're doing fine. You're not being duplicated when you win and things like that. Uh, I don't think you need to worry about it. So unless I won a big MLB contest where I was duplicated like 10 or more times, like 10 times, like it would take that to happen to me to go, okay, what's going on with, with MLB and, and why is this happening, right? So, like, for MLB, there, there are just so many players. The player pool is so wide. The combinations of players uh, or positive EV, the combination of positive EV lineups that you can build is just so exponentially high that you really don't need to worry about it. When you're playing, like, PGA or PGA Showdown, you know, and we're, we're playing these smaller field events, I think there was 80 golfers today, and there's usually, or 80, 89 golfers in this tournament, and there's usually, like, 150, 160 so as a available players in the pool goes down, as you know, a golf lineup is only six players as opposed to 10 players like a DraftKings MLB contest, uh, then, you know, those things start to come into account. So if you're interested in learning more about duplication and how to limit duplication uh, when that is important, a couple of good resources for you here. Um, let me show my screen instead of just SaberSim here. But I would, I would go to two places. I would check out a video that Jordan and I did a while back. Um, all you have to do is go into the YouTube and, and search GeoMean or maybe Geometric Mean. Uh, GeoMean or Geometric Mean. Uh, Jordan and I did a video a while back. I think it's this one here, this top one, Product Ownership and Geometric Mean. We did like a 30-minute segment at the beginning of this video talking about it. Uh, that is like one of our main duplication uh one of our main tools that we use to limit duplication here. I've done some other segments on it uh, throughout the office hours video that we've done over the last couple months. Uh, if you're looking for something shorter, a little more bite size, go over to our help docs under the support tab in the uh, settings dropdown and go to our frequently asked questions. In our library here, just type geometric mean. And how do ownership product and ownership geometric mean work here? I did a four minute, four and a half minute video here with an example of product ownership versus some ownership versus geometric mean, how to apply those in the app, the different places to apply those in the app, depending on what plan you are on and uh, gave a brief overview here. So I think this is a good video as well. If you're looking for how to apply 
geometric mean and, and uh, methods for limiting duplication into your process. So a couple of different places for you to go on that front there. And going to get the app pulled up here. Going to keep it rolling. Uh, we are on our fifth question of six here. Fifth one coming in. Question says, after running lineups, is there a Sabre score value that is too low to consider playing? For example, if I run 300 lineups with a 500 max pool, is there a threshold where I am better off duplicating lineups in different contest types rather than playing a lineup below X score? Good question. So um, for me, no. So what, what I do, you know, is... I, if there is anything I do not want to see in my lineups, um, as far as like a, a certain projection or something like that, I'm usually just doing like some type of filter here. Um, I'm not really doing any filters for MLB. I'm, I'm using this batter and pitcher one literally just to not show out players. Uh, I don't want to see guys who have like a projection of zero in my table here. I just want them to kind of go away or I don't, I don't want to see relief pitchers as well. So I'll just put these two basic filters. Uh, that way they don't show up. I just want to see starters for for pitchers here. You know, this is probably the easiest example. Um, I, I don't want to see uh, anybody. I, I just put something for like a, uh, you could either do a my projection threshold or I do like a pitches uh, threshold as well. So I don't want to see any relievers. So I'll just get those guys out of my screen. And But, but aside from that, I am treating every lineup that I build as viable. I think that is probably the best way to do it. Uh, if if there are certain things that, that you want to see, maybe you always want like a five stack in your lineup, or maybe, you know, you want to use this rule for one-offs that we talk about a lot here. Um, I, I would put those in as rules, right? So, you know, make sure there's always at least a four stack in my lineups and then save that rule. And then now you have these two rules and then uh, you would treat every lineup in your pool as viable. So I would I would do stuff like that to make sure, you know, you're getting what you want. And then um, in the post-build process, I'm okay playing any and all of these lineups. I'm not really looking at it from a Sabre score point of view. I, I've i said multiple times, I do value playing lineups higher in my pool. But that being said, I'm not afraid of playing lineups lower in my pool. I just get concerned that when, when I am increasing like a min unique players, for instance, and then now I'm getting like, Lineup 525, lineup 524, lineup 521. That is a direct effect of something that I did by trying to get maybe too diverse in that instance. And I would prefer to walk that back and then find a better middle ground between min uniques and how far into my pool I am going. So not that I'm afraid of playing those lineups. I just don't want to play too many on account of the fact that I did something else to force the builder to have to play those lineups. So that is kind of the nuance and some of the thought process there. All right. Last question here in support. Uh, we have one question here from shocks. And if anybody else has any more questions, now is a great time to get them in. Okay. Question says, is there a better way to play lineups where batters are only one roster spot away from one another in my current builds today? I was getting lineups with players who are playing one, five, eight, on highly projected teams. I know 8-1 wraps around, but too often I was seeing Braves or Cardinals who were not as tightly correlated as I would like. So so good question. So no, there's not a great way to handle this in the app here. Um, you know, I, I would say that I am probably a big proponent of stacking high run total teams 
awkwardly. I think that's a good way to get different from the field, uh, especially on like chalky teams, right? Let's say, you know, let's take Colorado here um, or let's take who's like our highest implied total, maybe Washington, um, you know, their, their ownership and probably their salaries grayed out better here, but you can expect Washington to be on, you know, 30% plus as like a stack here, just like an estimate right off the bat here. Um, if, if, if a lot of the field is stacking Washington, right. The, the best thing that you could do is probably find a way to stack Washington. That is different from everybody else. You're still getting to the best spot on the slate, but you are doing it in a way that a lot of people are not. A lot of people are probably stacking, you know, the one through five, the one through six, uh, some combination of those guys, you getting weird and doing a one five, eight with, without some of those other pieces. Like, I think that's great. I think that is an awesome advantage that, that, uh, that you are getting. And that is probably a direct result of from the Sims, uh, from something that happened in some set of games that led to that lineup and those players being used together. So if you're, you know, concerned about the type of players that you're getting, uh, what you can do in your stack is you could do batting order. So it's like, you could say, you know, use at least four from one through six. And then, you know, you would get four players from that group. Um, There's not a way to say like, Hey, you know, make sure these players are like uh, right next to each other in the order. What I will say is that, you know, if you were to pull up somebody's distribution here, uh, we see that Lane Thomas is most correlated to Abrams and Manessas here. And then if we were to go and pull up the Washington batting order, uh, Manessas is two and Abrams is nine. So usually these correlations are going to be the highest to the players like directly next to somebody. So if you're fifth, you know, you're probably most correlated to the fourth batter and the sixth batter, right? And so the correlation slider is going to take that into account. You could try increasing the correlation slider if it's not, you know, high enough, if they're still ticks to go here you could increase it further to try and um force more of that correlation or you could handle it as a stack type but overall i think it's okay to play stacks with gaps between batters and i almost think it is better to play odd looking stacks on high run total teams in general to help you play the best spots of the slate but to get different from the field with a lineup construction aspect uh specifically there all right, those were our six support questions that came in. Going to hit this one from Shocks here. Question says, could you go over some FanDuel 150 info in terms of best exposure distribution and efficiently limiting specific stack outcomes, 40% New York, but getting around 80% of those New York lineups stacked with Philly? Okay, so let's go over to FanDuel. And let's go over, uh, let's see. I don't know if this is the main slate or early slate or what this is. So it's not the main. Let's do early only. Not early only. Um, afternoon only. Okay, so if, if, if you're talking about this two-game slate specifically, um, okay, yeah, Shock said any example works for, for example's sake. So, so I'm happy to talk about this like in general here. I would say that, you know, that's probably going to be harder to avoid on a two-game slate, especially with Cincinnati being like super, uh, like one of the lower team totals here. And then New York and Philly are like the first highest, but let's just, let's just roll with this. Uh, let's build a 150 set here. I'm going to build 500 lineups. 
Uh, looks like you're on the pro plan, so you know you could probably build more lineups, but we'll just do 500 for for the sake of this example. Uh, so let me get this rocking and rolling, and we will talk about this in general here. And then we'll talk about some things that you could also do uh, before the build, uh, but but I would only do that as like a secondary step. So, okay, I'm running 150 lineups. I got this two-game slate here. Um, my sliders are 6-9 by default here. Going to start kind of right to left as we talk about just in general here. So going to up this right off the bat. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, eight. There are nine players in this lineup. So I think just starting off with a quick adjustment for four players uh, looks to be too many, not getting 150. So I'm going to drop this down to three. And I'm adjusting my mini uniques for our audio listeners. Okay, so three mini uniques looks fine. We're at lineup 202 out of 580. Oh, no, we're not. We're lower. Oh, I can't grab my scroll bar. Sorry about that. All right, I think we're good now. Okay, so we're at lineup 369 out of 582. I think that's fine. Um, now we're going to go to stack types. Uh, you know, a lot of big stacks, four stacks with a few three stacks sprinkled in there. I think that's okay. A lot of Baltimore Yankees game stacks. Uh, getting to our um, stacks and stack combinations. So if you guys want to see the different uh, teams that a team is stacked with, the best thing that you can do is hit this filter icon. And then what this is going to do is that this is going to basically update um, your your stack allocations usually is what will happen here. So I have, did this work? Okay, it did work. Uh, hold on. I got to do a hard reset. I think my app is working a little slow here and don't want to be super slow on this demo. Okay, so give it a once over. Okay, so when I hit New York, right, what it's going to do. So, like, we see we have, like, 97 Philly stacks, of like, actual lineups. We have 98 Baltimore. So you can check this, right? When I hit this filter icon, it is going to show you updated percentages uh, for, for these lineups here. So out of my 90 um, New York stacks, now I only have 52 Philly stacks. Uh, these percentages don't look correct, though. Unless my math is wrong. Because 52 divided by 90 should be more than half here. So not sure what's going on there. So I'm going to make a note for myself. Uh, incorrect percent when team filtering. And I'll see what's going on in that front. But it looks like the actual numbers of the lineups are fine. So like here, so I have my, in my 90 Phillies, in my 90 Yankee stacks, I have about half with Philly, half with Baltimore, and then not that many with Cincinnati here. Uh, how could I combat this? Or how could I um, do something to, to, to decrease this number, right? There's nothing that you can specifically do here in the post build um to to directly manage that you can like kind of hack it a little bit you could kind of try some different things uh it looks like shocks wants to do something so 
Let's say you wanted to keep New York at 40%, but lowering pair with Philly to 20%. How would you do that without capping Philly as a whole to 20%? So what I so so you can't directly do it here in the home screen. You could do, I mean, I'm sorry, you can't directly do it in the post build. You could do it in the home screen. So if you go to team stacks and then you go to Yankees, um, we have these drop downs here in the home screen. You could say that, hey, you know, if I'm doing a Yankee stack, have no more than 20% Philly. Uh, this is probably the easiest way to do it for all the teams would be in this screen. But this is kind of what I was getting to. Uh, if you want to do it like deliberately, I would do it here in the home screen. This The only bad thing is that it might take your lineups longer to run. But with MLB, you know, lineups come out so far in advance that this is probably the easiest way to do it. And if your lineups take longer to build, I would just still do it that way. But unfortunately, we don't have that option in the post build at the moment. Um, you would have to basically handle it on like a, uh, you'd have to go in here and then see what are the, like the largest combinations. So in my New York stacks, I'm getting the most Philly three stacks here. So then what I would do is I would just go in and limit my Philly three stacks. So then I would say, okay, you know, I'm getting a lot of Philly three stacks with my Yankees. So let me just go in and overall lower my Philly three stacks. And then this will naturally lower the amount of combinations that I have with them and the Yankees. So then now my Philly three stacks go down to 42 from 52. So this is the way I would handle it in the post build by seeing what are the biggest stack combinations for a team and then uh, turning the filter off and then just managing that stack. Or if you want to do it in the home screen and then rerun another build, you could just do that as well. Shocks at perfect. That step at home streaming is what I was missing. Thank you. Yep. Happy to help. Uh, just be a, be a little aware of the runtime. This can cause the builder to run a little uh, longer. All right. AK Knowledge said, should GeoMean be used in all sports? So I would say no. Um, GeoMean is like really a means for duplication specifically here. So if I were, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to worry about it for MLB. I don't think you need to. Uh, we are using, you know, the adjusted own. And then when you go into the post build, uh, our post build Sabre score formula is actually average adjusted own. It's not like product adjusted own or anything like that. Uh, we are using the average here. Uh, this is what we found works better in our back testing is the average adjusted own as opposed to product ownership here, uh, just because product can be a little aggressive when you have like super low and players like you know, sub 1% owned could really throw things off. We think average works better in general here. So I wouldn't use GeoMean for anything other than um, duplication, like sports or slate types where duplication is a direct factor. All right, everybody. Uh, those are our last questions. We got all the questions in support. We got all the questions in the YouTube chat. We got all the questions in the Discord. Uh, we will be right back on Monday for our next show, April 10th. So if you guys have questions, building lineups over the weekend, something pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, let it sit there, and then that'll give us some questions to get rolling on our Monday show. And if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, I highly suggest playing over there like Ryan was talking about. Um, you know, they're, they're making adjustments to their uh, contests each and every day. Uh, a lot of the contests are overlaying. I'm going to be overlay hunting over there uh, myself just like I do every other day. 
And then, you know, you could get a $500 deposit bonus, use promo code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up. This will allow us to track your entry fees and you'll be able to earn free SaberSim credit. So a link to this page is in the description of this video. Check it out, get signed up. But until Monday, good luck in all your contests. Take care and bye.